Welcome to a new year with the Coaching Hive podcast. To say last year was a whirlwind would be an understatement, but with action comes clarity. And this year, I will be guiding you in gaining clarity as you take action in your coaching business. We are starting off 2022 with a series of episodes focused on time, starting right now. I'm Dr. Mora, and this is the Coaching Hive Podcast. Thinking about the upcoming year, a few words come to mind, simplicity, clarity, and vision. In fact, we wrapped up 2021 with a series on your mindful vision for your business in 2022. So what words come to mind for you? I know many people choose a word of the year. And if that's you, when you think about the upcoming year in your business, what words strike you as the most important? If you haven't had a chance to think about that, it can really be a powerful experience. And I say this, even though I'm not typically one to choose a word for the year. In fact, you noticed I said a few words come to mind, simplicity, clarity, and vision. I still can't choose just one, but I do have those three words in mind that will guide my actions, decisions, and path forward. They allow for flexibility. They also allow for freedom and they allow for grounding and meaning. In essence, they make sure that I am staying on a path that helps me to move forward in a meaningful way. Now, I know you aren't listening today for me to expound upon three words that have been on my mind as I contemplate the new year, but I promise that there's a path here. So let's think about building your business. What would you like to say yes to in the coming year? Now, this may be an overwhelming question. You may be thinking, well, I want to say yes to everything. I want to do this and that and that. And pretty soon what happens is you have a list that is going to far exceed your time capacity, your energy capacity, and maybe even what you desire for your business right now. It's easy to say yes. But when you have a mindful vision, remember episodes 45 through 48, you gain a little bit more clarity and you might be a little bit more at ease in understanding what to say yes to. When you have your mindful vision in place, it's really easy to see how a task or how an opportunity will align with your vision. And here's the challenge. It's really easy to see how everything could align with your vision, how everything could be linked in some way. And everything is really overwhelming, right? But you're right in one sense, many different activities can be linked to your business, but not every activity will be as important or helpful to your business based on your vision. This is where you have to stop and decide what to say yes to while keeping the amount of time you have in perspective. Over the past few weeks, 
This has been a hot topic in our house. As an entrepreneur, you can easily focus on the tasks that are interesting and quick wins, right? And what you find is that you tend to ignore the harder ones, the more daunting ones. But oftentimes, these harder, more daunting tasks will be infinitely more important to your business. Maybe those bigger tasks that seem daunting truly are the tasks that will move your business forward the most. But when you get to them, you can't seem to find the time or the energy. I've been there. Like I said, this idea of time and perspective has been on our minds in our home. And so we are trying something new in 2022 called Agile, an Agile approach. If you are in kind of the tech world, you probably know all about Agile. In fact, my husband is the one that sat down and said, this is what you need to try. And so it's something that I have recently implemented inside my business, and we are even giving it a whirl inside our homeschooling routine as a way to manage and master time and to really gain awareness of what we can and can't get done and the amount of time that we have. Using an agile approach definitely makes you keep the time that you have in perspective. It helps you get the big things done and still get those other really satisfying yes type tasks taken care of as well. Now, I'll be honest, before we talk about Agile and how I'm using it inside my coaching business, I'll let you know I don't use Agile following the letter of the law here. Agile is not a deadline-driven management system. Right now, I have tasks that I have to get them done by the deadline, but I do hope to get to a place where I can use Agile in a way that it was intended so that I am ahead in my business. What a great place to be, right? And those deadlines are now not what's driving my time. But for now, I'm taking the pieces that work for me from Agile and building from there. Remember, keep your time in perspective. You're not going to be able to do everything all the time in the exact way you'd like. So just like with my approach to Agile, kind of taking the pieces that will work for me right now, we have to take a look at our to-do list and pull the pieces that work for us right now while keeping time in perspective. So if you are ready, I'd love to give you a sneak peek into how I'm keeping time in perspective this year in my planning and aligning everything back to my vision. Doing this will not only bring clarity, it brings simplicity and ease. And it's already bringing simplicity and ease. And I'm just getting started. Does that sound like something that you want to have inside your business? Probably shaking your head, yes. I can, I can understand and I can agree. Let's talk for the remainder of our episode, our time together today, a little bit about what the Agile process looks like. When I'm implementing Agile inside my business, what I'm doing is creating a set of systems, essentially. And I start with what's known as the backlog inside of Agile. Now, I am a list maker. Much like many coaches are, we like to make our lists, we like to check them off, keep everything in order, in line. And sometimes when you create your lists, you start to go, oh my goodness, that list is long. How am I supposed to tackle it? What does it look like? With the Agile backlog, what I did was create all of the tasks that I needed to do this next year. 
This includes things like social media. It includes masterclasses. It includes networking. It includes all of the different things that I need to do, whether it's planning, implementing, creating, it's all listed in the backlog. The backlog is long, but funny enough, it's not overwhelming because here's what I did. I took the backlog and at first I had a really long list of, of items that need to be taken care of in 2022. Then I looked for some categories and I divided things out so that I would know what categories I was focused on with each of these different tasks that I had listed in the backlog. And from there, I started to plan what I would complete in what's known as a sprint. And for my purposes, I chose a 10-day sprint. So this is 10 working days, 10 working days. I chose a 10-day sprint. Some companies go with a seven, some companies go with 10. It really just depends on what works for you and your business. The idea though behind a sprint is figuring out what tasks you have time for in that set amount of time. What can you accomplish in that, in my case, span of 10 working days? And so what I did was I moved items from the backlog based on priority, what's most important to get done right now. In my case, some things have a deadline that are looming, so I moved those. And as I was moving things from the backlog into my sprint category, I was able to think about how much time each would take. So my husband sat down with me and he helped me think about, is this a small task, a medium, a large, an extra large task? And it will help moving forward to know, can I accomplish three small tasks in 10 days or maybe just one large task? If I have medium tasks, can I get one or two done? And in doing this, you become more and more effective at planning your time because you start to recognize in a sprint, you can accomplish X amount of small, medium, large, extra large tasks. So you plan accordingly. And if you have any deadlines thrown in there that you need to be aware of, you can make plans for that as well. So in my sprint, I pulled things from the backlog. I had categorized my backlog. I had put each category all the items in each category in priority order. So I knew to draw from the top of each category. And then I put all those into the sprint. So now instead of having all of these things looming and wanting to get ahead and wanting to pre-do things, now I have a really concrete list of stuff to do. And this is a little bit different than my daily to-do stickies. What it allows someone to do is look at the bigger picture. So a 10 day list of stuff that needs to get done. And sometimes that means grouping things together and getting them all done at once. It might mean taking a task and breaking it across four different work days. And then the remaining work days are devoted to a different task. It might mean interspersing different tasks every day but always keeping track of the time that you have. As you plan a sprint, you have to make sure that you are not planning more than you can do. And you may be saying, but what if I just overshoot it? Then I have, you know, if I get things done, I have something to pull from. No, my friend, you don't need to do that because now you have a backlog. 
you have a list already created that's prioritized that you can pull from. In fact, you can even move one or two things from your backlog so that you have it right there ready to go in case you get done with your sprint work. So now you don't have to over to do yourself, right? You don't have to put more things than you can get done in your sprint because you already have a backlog created and is already prioritized. It is already ready and waiting for that moment when you go, whoa, I have an extra hour. I bet I can accomplish. And now you can say, ooh, I have time for a small task. Let me find the next small task on the list and insert it here into the sprint. I am still a big fan of each day having three big tasks to get done, like three tasks that I write out, knowing that one will probably get done. But this sprint helps me better plan that. This sprint information helps me better plan it. And when you start to work on something from your sprint list, you move it into an in-progress category. This lets you know that you have already gotten it started. You have already begun to make progress. Now, if you have something up on your agile board of things, whether it's a physical board, like the whiteboard I have in my office or a digital board like Trello, you can notice if something has been neglected so much easier because now it's still maybe stuck in the sprint category, hasn't been moved to in progress, you can highlight that, put some exclamation points, a red sticky note beside it so that you know to get working on it. And if you're anything like me, you love to check a task off. I love the physical act of checking something off in my planner. It's one of the reasons I use a paper planner is because I love to check things off. It is one of those moments that you go, oh, you breathe, your shoulders release that tension and you know that you've gotten something done. So guess what? Agile has a column for done. So we move from backlog to sprint. The things in your sprint, as you start working on them, go to in progress and you continue to work on those. And once you finish that task, you move it to your done category. It's a great way to see what you have accomplished Remember, when we have a lot on our mind, when we're doing a lot of things at once, it's easy to forget how much we are getting done. This is a simple way, a simple visual way to see all that you have accomplished. And at the end of that sprint, what happens is you look to see what you were able to get done. You use that data in a way that helps you plan your next sprint. Maybe you overestimated what you could get done and you still have a task that was on the sprint list that never even made it to in progress because you just didn't have time. Now you better know how to plan for the next sprint. You can realize, well, I had three smalls, one medium and a large planned. I got the large done and I got the smalls done, but I didn't get to the medium. So now you know what you're typically capable of in a sprint. And you can continue to learn and evolve your process for choosing from the backlog based on what you get done each sprint. 
So notice, we start with a lot of prep work, a lot of planning, and at the end, you you end with a lot of prep work and planning. You don't go into each new sprint going, oh, I hope it works. No, you look at that backlog with intention, with time in perspective, so that you know what to say yes to right now. And then you put it into the queue so that you can get it done. There you have it. A start to keeping time in perspective and deciding what to say yes to inside your business. By keeping your backlog and your sprint parameters in mind, you can move with intention. You can move with more ease through your list. Making progress and taking more consistent action every single day becomes more doable with this kind of approach. Now, Agile is not for everyone. Like I said, I'm not even using it in its true intended fashion. But what I have found in the weeks that I have been using this process is that procrastination has decreased, productivity has increased, because now I have a better idea of what needs to get done, why, and I have pinpointed how much time I have. I'm keeping that time in perspective. Next week, what we're going to do is talk about the things that you are or should be saying no to inside your business and even in your life. And Agile can help with that too. It can help you to decide if it needs to be moved into a sprint or not. If you're saying no, maybe it's a lower priority. Maybe it doesn't belong in your backlog at all because at the end of the day, it's not going to do anything to help you get towards your vision. So in our next episode, we are going to talk about what it looks like to say no to something. Agile is all about saying yes and getting things done, but there's that other side of it too, where we have to learn to say no. This week, create your backlog list. What do you need to get done in the next month, the next quarter, or even the year? I sat down and did it for the year because I have a very good idea of what I need to accomplish this year. You can look back to your previous year if you have task lists, to help you build this backlog, especially if you know you have to do some things again this year. You can revisit your vision to think about what needs to get done so that your vision becomes a reality. So craft that backlog list. You can even do what I did and break it out across different categories so that you can better see what you have on your plate for the upcoming month, quarter, or year, whatever you choose. Then you can start to choose tasks from your backlog to work on over the next seven to 10 days. I wouldn't go longer than 10 days because then there's that temptation for procrastination. Well, I'll get started tomorrow. I'll get started tomorrow. Oh, I still have eight days left. So I wouldn't go longer than 10 days for a sprint, but go ahead and identify what you'd like to get done in your first sprint of 2022. I cannot wait to hear how it goes. And if you have any questions or challenges with this, reach out to me. I'd love to help you think through your process so that you craft a system that is effective for you. Because remember, this year, we're all about simplicity, clarity, and vision. I look forward to seeing you back here next week for another episode of the Coaching Hive podcast. 
where a focus on mentoring and community removes the overwhelm of building your successful coaching business and adds in a dose of momentum. Until next week, have a healthy, safe, and happy week.